0: Ask, and you will? Seek, Seek and you will? Um, Knock, and the door will be? Open. Yes. Everyone has that verse memorized, right? I see Father Virgo arriving for confessions. If anybody wants to go to confessions. All right, so Jesus is teaching us about prayer. What are the three things we're supposed to do during Lent? Does anyone remember? One of them is? Prayer. Prayer, that's so smart. Obviously, right? And you know the other thing, right? i somebody else. I'm kidding, and? fasting. And fasting, right? Exactly. So some of the gospels during Lent talk about prayer because Jesus wants us to learn how to pray. And this one is about prayer, right? Obviously. Ask and you will? See. 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 But Jesus is teaching us how to ask, and how to seek, and how to knock. Now, we're probably used to hearing that verse, and maybe we haven't really thought about everything that it means, because when you think about it, what is he actually getting at? Knock? Does he actually want me to knock? What does he mean by that? Right? So we'll start with asking. What does Jesus mean when he says ask and you'll receive? All of us are used to asking for things, right? Give me something that you might have asked your parents for in the past year, an example. Yes, money, like when you're at a game or you wanna go to the concession stand and you ask for money, exactly, yes. Steak? You might ask for a steak. Yes. Food? Food. Yes. A fish. I'm sorry. A fish. a fish? You ask for a fish. A fish. Really? There you go. You ask for a fish. Yes. Candy? Candy? What about a phone? You might ask for a phone? I'm going to say. Lots of ask phones. When I, you know, when I was your age, uh, we didn't have cell phones. I'm pretty old. So, uh, but I remember when I was in school. All my friends were playing hockey, and I didn't play hockey yet. So I'm from Canada, so everyone played hockey. And they were all talking about their hockey games. And I was like, oh, mom and dad, please, can I play hockey? They asked to play hockey, because all my friends are playing hockey, right? Sometimes we ask for things that everyone else has, right? Now, Jesus tells us that we should ask. Is he talking about asking about all that kind of stuff? You know, when you come into the chapel and pray, do you kneel down and say, Jesus, please give me a fish? No. Jesus, please give me money so I can go to the concession stand and buy some Skittles. No, right? Jesus is not the one we ask for for listening. We ask him for different things, right? But I think Jesus wants us to ask for deeper things. You know? Um, What if you were to ask your parents for something that they were really, really happy to give you? Have you ever done that? You ask your parents for something and they're like, wow. Yes, of course I'll give you that. Like, for example, if you were to ask your parents for a Bible. Some of you, know, so you have asked your parents for a Bible, they'd be like, who are you? What have you done to my son? <laughs> right? Yeah. So if you are already done something like that, ask, ask your parents for something that they're really happy to give you, You know that they really want to give you. I think that that's kind of what Jesus is, is getting at. He tells us that we should ask and we will receive. We need to learn how to ask him for the things that will really make him happy to give us. What kind of things are those? What kind of things would would you ask Jesus for that would make him smile and say, yes, now she's finally asking for the right thing. She's not asking for selfish things anymore. Yeah. To be the most popular or to you know have better looks or to be the best at basketball. Right? Jesus, please make me the best at basketball. He's like, oh, I don't know if I ever want to give him that. You know? What kind of things would make Jesus happy? <coughs> yes. Sorry? asking for graces, for spiritual graces. Yeah? That's a good answer. Friends. For friends? Sure. Yeah. Jesus wants to to be friends. He wants us to have friends. Said, peace. Peace. Peace for yourself. Peace for the rest of the world. For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the kind of things that when you ask Jesus for that, he's going to be like, yes! Now nice. he's asking for the right thing. Did you want to say something? Forgiveness. Exactly. Exactly. What if you ask Jesus for virtues? What if you realize that you have a hard time being kind to people or being charitable to others? And when you come to the chapel, you, know, you say, Jesus, I have a hard time being kind to people being, and being charitable. Please give me the gift of charity. Please help me to be nice to this person that I never get along with. Please help me to be nice to my little brother. Right? Jesus would be like, yes, that's the right thing. Okay, Jesus tells us to seek. He seek and you will? Oh, wow. Fine, right, so what's he talking about? We do a lot of searching as well in our lives, right? Get on your phone, first thing you do, put something in Google, and you hit search, right? It's seeking, we're doing it all the time. What kind of things do you search for, Michael? Uh, basketball highlights. Basketball highlights, because on Google, it's in basketball highlights, right? He's searching. What else do you search for? Good things. Yeah. The answers for what's going to be on my next test. You know. Have you ever searched for something that's like kind of, kind of meaningful, like uh, how to be a good friend? Can Google tell you that? I mean, there's some things that Google can tell you right away, right? Like what's the population of Guatemala, and they'll tell you right away. But some things Google can't tell you, you know? I was talking to Senior or Grand the other day, Some like of you got a teacher. It's your favorite teacher, he kicks you out of class every day. He, <laughs> he is, he is, he rides his bike to school, you know? Did he can tell you what he's gonna do? He's gonna get a new he's gonna get a car. Wait, so what? He's been searching, he's been searching, searching for a car for months. A car is not something you can just punch into Google and say, use a car, and pick the first one you see that you look that looks nice and buy it, right? to get the right kind of card, make sure it's good quality and everything. You've gotta search and search and search. It's a search that takes a long time, right? So some things, because they're more valuable or they're more important, take a longer time to search for them, right? Those are the deeper things. If you were searching for a real friend, you could not search on Google. You could search how to find a real friend, find some cheesy article, some blog, somebody's opinion on how to find a real friend, right? But finding a real friend is something that takes a long time and a lot of effort to search for, right? How do you find that? You have to keep trying. You have to try one thing, try another thing, spend time with people, put it to the test. It takes years. It could take your whole life to find a real good friend, right? What does Jesus want us to search for? What does he want us to be seeking? He wants us to be seeking friendship with him, right? And he wants it to be a search that's not just going to be like an instant thing that you punch in and it comes up right away. It's not going to be that way. If we want to find real friendship with Jesus, it's got to be day after day. It has to be every day when we come into the chapel asking him, Jesus, I want to be a friend. Spending time with him. Coming in here on your own in the morning before you go to class. Right? If you're really searching for something that's really valuable, it takes longer. Okay. The last one is knocking, and we're going to end with this kind of quickly, but it's, it's kind of the most complicated. And to figure out how to knock, I think would probably be the hardest, the hardest thing to find the meaning of what Jesus means by knocking. What does knocking mean? When you stand outside someone's door, you visit their house, you don't even knock; you're just ringing the doorbell, right? Okay, but in the old days, he used to knock, right? So you stand, stand outside the door and you knock. What are you doing? You're waiting. Okay, your hand against the door. What for? Yeah, to get someone's attention because probably you want to go in, right? So Jesus says, "Knock, and the door will be open to you." Right? Knocking is kind of like saying, "Hey, I'm here. Come and come and open the door for me because I want to come in." Right? So there's lots of lots of cases where you would knock or ring the doorbell or where you would wait outside a door for someone to open it and let you in. Right? Like maybe you wait outside the door at the doctor's office and. And you want the doctor to open the door so you can go in and he can treat you, right? Or the dentist, right? You want you want to be treated? You don't want to go to the dentist, but you need to, right? So so you wait outside the door and the you let you, and he you treat you. He heal you. He fix you up, right? Or maybe you wait outside the door when you're invited to a birthday party. Because, you know, maybe it's your birthday party and it's a surprise party. And you don't know what's going on. You knock on the door and you open the door. And it's a big surprise party. And they will give you presents. Right? I think that what Jesus is getting at is that when we come to pray, there's a place that we need to get inside, where something great is going to happen. It's kind of like being at the doctor. When we come to pray, we kneel down in the chapel and speak to God. It's like we're knocking on the door and saying, Doctor, let me in. I want you to heal me. I want you to heal my soul. I want you to heal what's wrong with me. It's also like being at a birthday party. You're knocking at the door and saying, Friend, I want to come in to celebrate with you. I want to come in to receive all the gifts you have to give me. That's what we're going we're to do. It's also another image I thought of for knocking. Kind of, it's kind of like Narnia. Like you guys know the story of Marianne? Yeah. So there's like this this magic wardrobe that you walk inside and end yourself in another world, right? I think that when we come to the chapel or when we come to pray, it's like we have the possibility of going through this door that on the other side there's something much greater. On the other side there's another world. When we knock on the door in prayer, we're asking God to let us in, to show us the world the way he sees it, to show us the real world that otherwise we can't see. And it's something spiritual, right? It's not like we're always gonna have a vision or actually gonna go somewhere when we pray, right? But we're asking God to let us in. God, let me in. Let me in so I can find what I've been searching for let me in so that I can receive all that you want to.